Welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. Today's show is sponsored by the Illiterate Millionaire. What is that? Well, it's a course that is targeted for entrepreneurs, real estate agents, and brokers, but it's also great for anyone looking to raise the temperature in any sales business. The course retails for $3,000, but if you use the promo code TJCS, you get instantly $500 off. So what's in it? Well, the course is a business in a box. Brian Karp, who was on here before the other day, who sold over 265 homes in real estate. He's a monster, a monster. Brian pulls back the curtain on his real estate business, how he started selling three houses to family and friends, and then over 200 houses a year. How he consistently, year after year, has been able to net over seven figures. Seven, not six, because you hear that, six figures. It's huge, right? Over seven figures. There's a great video right on his sales page, the illiteratemillionaire.com. Again, you use promo code TJCS. You get instantly $500 off. Just Google Brian Karp. Forget it. The guy is, again, like a monster. Also, today's show is sponsored by MyPillow.com. Listen, I use MyPillow all the time. I have the pillows, the sheets, the Giza sheets. I have the blankets, the robe, the slippers. The products at MyPillow.com are superb. And again... Use promo code TJCS and you get up to 66% off any item that you buy. Again, MyPillow.com. Use promo code TJCS. Now, what have we been doing with this show? Well, we've been changing it up a little bit. And we now are just concentrating on the interviews, having guests come in here. So if you're interested, and it doesn't mean that you have to promote anything, you could just be a regular guy or gal, come in here, you sit on the opposite side of me, and we'll do a show together. If you're interested in doing that, contact us at our email. Send us an email. Contact at thejoecozoshow.com. Again, that email is contact at thejoecozoshow.com. We'll drink some bourbon. We'll do whatever it is. We'll have a great time. You come in here, be a part of the show. It's a great opportunity. And if you want to promote something, if you are a business owner, like, say, Brian Karp, like Michael Lindell, come in here, promote it, and have a great time in doing it. That being said, today's guest, his name is David Kaufman. He is a fabulous, fabulous individual. I think you're going to find him highly entertaining. Okay, he's an attorney. He's coming on here, just a regular guy, just like we said, wants to come on the show and be a part of it. So without further ado, let me introduce you to David Kaufman. All right, welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. We have lots to talk about. I got something going. I got something cooking here. This is the big leagues. It's New York. I said I was in the worst neighborhood, man. I said I had a near-death experience. Crazy? Robert, if you've been through what I've been through in the past month, you'd be, you'd be crazy too. All right, here we are. Here we are. David, is it... Kaufman, do you want, like, when you hear, or is it Kaufman? So, uh, my whole life, people have been correcting me on my last name pronunciation, so I'm completely used to people saying Kaufman. Kaufman. Yeah. yeah. But it, but it's Kaufman. It is Kaufman. It is Kaufman. Yeah. It is. Maybe I heard you say it on one of your videos, that's what maybe that tipped me off to it. Sounds more like a New York thing that would be a Kaufman. 
Yes. Right? Well, so, so, so Kaufman is how it ought to be pronounced in English. You know, A-U is aw. Aw. But in German, it's Kauf. It's Kaufman. To buy. Yes. Kaufman. Kaufman. So let me ask you this. It doesn't piss you off because people, you know, when I was in school, it would be Kazo, Kazo, Kazo. And it's like, and it would drive me bananas. Doesn't drive you bananas? Not anymore. Let it go? Yeah. That's what you do? There's bigger things, bigger fish to fry. Just just let it go? All right. So before we get into a little bit about you, I like, so something that I like to do with the guests because nobody knows really too much about you or who you are. It gives them a little appetizer of, all right, do I like this guy? Do I not like this guy? So I have questions, a couple of things that I'm going to ask you. You let me know here, okay? You go. What are a few of your top movies all time? Like if David Kaufman could only watch these two, three, four movies and that's it. That's it. Or better yet, nobody's seen the movies that you're about to see, right? You're the only person I've seen and you're going to recommend them now. What are they? Okay. Godfather 1 and 2. Which one is better? 1 uh, or 2? I like 2 better. 100%. Yeah, I just uh, like 2 better. You want to know why? That Robert De Niro scene. Exactly. When you, especially the guy, when he's like this with the orange, what's his name? Don, uh, Don, Don Cheech. Cheech. Don Cheech. Don Cheech might be one of the best characters yeah. in any he movie. Stole. Can you put up the Godfather 2 <laughs> Right, just put up the, I want to just get a picture of him. Godfather 2, Don Cheech, whatever, however that is, I'm sure it'll come up. Don Cheech, to me, that that whole thing, you know, and, and I use this line a lot. It's, it's, let me wet my beak. Right. Just, just, uh, just, just to wet my beak here, just a little bit. I love that. So Godfather 2, to me, those two are great. Phenomenal right. movies. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, who did you think was the best actor out of them? Because you had three, big, you had four. Actually, big time actor. You had Khan. Yep. You had Pacino. Yep. De Niro, and Marlon Brando. Yeah. Who would you say, if it was up to you, you're the critic, and you're going to give an Academy Award for the best actor out of those four? Who I'm, would it be? I'm probably going to say that it, and I don't love the guy, Marlon Brando. Mm. Now, I was a little too young for Marlon Brando, but I heard he was a nasty guy. Yeah. He was a nasty guy, and he had the balls to reject his Oscar, I think, for that movie, because, I don't know, he got up and he gave some speech about, like, American Indians or something. Oh, I, I remember right. that. And he rejected, he, like, or he didn't show up. Yes, yeah. I remember He that. refused like, it. You know what, it's almost like, listen, people are here to see you come up there. They paid money at right. the box office right. to come and see you, which, is, which has changed dramatically, right? 100%. In what is happening here in, in cinema. Everything's changed. I don't even go to the movie theater anymore. I did go. You did? I did twice. What did you go see? Let me see what do you I got. Do I have to tell you? What do you got? What do okay, you so, got? So I saw Dear Evan Hansen. I don't even know what that is. Okay, it's a musical on Broadway, <sighs> and they did the movie. You and your wife? Yes. Okay, okay. And it was really, really good. How expensive was it, the going to the movie? First of all, there's Don yeah, Cheech. Did, yeah. you, did you play that? Did you show that yet? No. He's the second guy in the right. You know, that's the best one right there. Top right, second, over to the right. Don Fanucci. No, no, over to the right. Right there. There he is. That's classic. There's the guy. There he is. Look at him. I don't think he was in anything else. I don't even know if i ever seen him in anything hey, else. He's a one-shot wonder. One, one, shot. Hit, one hit wonder. One hit wonder. One something yes. wonder. So go ahead. Go, yeah. so, what's the second okay. movie? Second movie is Shawshank Redemption. Again? What do you mean? What do you mean again? 
When's the last time you? When did you see Shawshank Redemption? Oh no! Oh, you mean the second movie I went to go see? Se- oh. oh, oh! Shawshank Redemption is a big Shawshank time Redemption. Movie. Yeah. Yes, but okay. you said you went oh. to two movies. I went to see West Side Story. Oh God, I did not love it. You know, I went to go see that on Broadway, and I left at intermission. Said, you know what? I brought some girl. You know, um, I met her in Vegas. <laughs> right, met her in Vegas, fly her into New York. I'm thinking I'm in like this fantasy love, so I got to try to figure out things I could do with her. So one of the things was take her to see a Broadway play. One of them was let's go see West Side Story. It's probably one of the most popular Phantom of the Opera. One of the best shows ever. Right? Yeah. Left. See you later. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Sorry. I couldn't do it. And Spielberg remakes the movie and the musical, right? And I think, okay, Spielberg is doing it. This guy makes the best movies ever. You He's gotta, off his game, though. He, what? Why did he? Do, I didn't. I don't. I didn't understand the movie. I didn't understand why he made it. Yeah, you know. It listen, ET. He was great. I think he also Jaws. did Close Encounters. Right of the third, uh, the fourth kind. Was he involved uh, in Close Encounters? I think. Can you look that up? E was Steven, Who who directed Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind? Third kind? Third kind. Third kind. I don't know yeah. which kind. Maybe it was a fourth too. Maybe. I, mean, I think it was third kind. I think it's third. And um, Spielberg well, did Schindler's List. Schindler's. He did. Uh, Jaws was great. Jaws was f- phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, great movie. You could still watch that today. Even Absol- though the, the, the shark is a little yeah. fugazi. Rubbery. Yeah, rubbery. He's a little rubbery. He is. Yeah, Spielberg. It was Spielberg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, th- so that's that. But let's go yeah. back to your yeah. movie list. There. Okay. So, so, Shawshank Redemption. Classic. Cl- I mean, that was Fantastic. You know, it's crazy too because that's a Stephen King movie, right? He's a, and I don't know. Did you do you read Stephen King? I've read everything Stephen King has ever written. I, I I fell off of Stephen King. I fell off of him. I actually have two. I said it and because I've been saying that for years, but his most recent like couple of books, I haven't read them. Goodbye. I tried yeah, to. Right. I tried to, but I'm big in now with Audible, so I'm an Audible guy. So if you're gonna, you know, and what he does is he has. Patton, what's the actor's name? His name is Patton, but I don't I don't know his first name, but he narrates all of his books now. Okay. And it's like, listen, I just heard Patton in The Shining Part 2. I don't want to hear Patton on your same book in, you know, whatever it is. Uh, right. The, the Shining, whatever, whatever. whatever. Cujo. Cujo, whatever, <laughs> right? But I will say this, though. So talking about Stephen King in yeah. movies, so you get Shawshank Redemption, in my opinion, the best horror flick of all time is The Shining with Jack Nicholson. So I absolutely agree with you, but you have to define your horror genre. Oh, what do you mean because, by that? Well, so, what do you mean by that? Okay, because there's the horror where, like The Shining, you're on the edge of your seat, you don't, you know, I mean, it's really well produced, directed, acted, everything is fantastic. The story is great. But then there's the slash em up you know, because I love horror movies. Are you, you talking? Know? So you, you're talking about like Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah. Not saying that it was yeah. a great movie, it, yes. Right? But yeah. you're talking about the gore, the yeah. the gory parts, right? Yes. So I would, I guess. Uh, so what you're saying, I would say horror with a little bit of thriller. It's got it, right? A little yeah. thriller in it. Which Shining would be, yeah. right? Because it's not as gory. Because there's nothing like right. that. There's really no, almost no gore in that. Yeah, but that was such a classic, scary. Even when you had those little girls, they popped up. Right, the twins. The twins. Uh, play with us. Right. Play with... What's the little kid's name? Danny. Danny. Play with us, Danny. With Danny. I want to say Danny Merchant. Danny Murphy. Danny Marcus. Danny... Uh, no, no. Danny... Um, Danny. The, the last name? Yeah. Is Jack... Is... is um, oh, God. What is it? 
Jack Torrance. Jack Torrance. Jack Torrance. Wow. Yeah, it was Jack Torrance, okay. Danny Torrance. Right. Little Tony. Yeah. Right? That, red rum, red rum. Red rum. What do you, just real quick here, yep. in that, if you had to pick one scene out of the whole Shining, what would you say was the best scene? Now, Eric, did you see The Shining? I have not seen The Shining what? since I was like a little kid. Oh, but okay. you have seen it. Yeah, a long time ago. You should redo it. Yeah, Don't I watch the second one, though, because that was garbage. I definitely need to rewatch you know, it. I didn't you know, see the second one. Do you want to know why they did a second one? Why? Because Stephen King was livid, livid with Jack Nicholson's portrait of Jack Torrance. Really? He hated it. Why? He could not stand. He said he was too much over the top. He hated Jack Nicholson's performance. And me, personally. That's, that's what made Jack Nicholson besides Cuckoo's Nest. Right. But, I mean, come on. That was... Genius. 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 Here's Johnny. I mean... But what would you say into that part that okay. really got to you, like that, that really said, wow, this is a really great movie, this part right here? There's a couple of them for me, but... So I don't even have anything that really stands out, except in my brain, I think, when the kid is riding around on his tricycle. And then it goes carpet, floor. Yeah. Carpet, I'm, floor. And I... I mean, that just was scaring the hell out of me because yes. I knew something was going to happen. Yes. Oh, there you he know? is. There's the carpet. Right, right. <laughs> there's the carpet. Oh, Look man. at that. Yeah. There's yeah. Here's Johnny right there as well. Yeah. My oh. thing I thought was one of the best scenes, and it wasn't because it was scary, was when Jack Nicholson is at the bar and he's and, and all of a sudden it just lits up and he's talking to the bartender and they have that yes. conversation. And then from the bar, he spills a drink and goes into the bathroom and he sees the guy Grady, and it was the old guy that was him, right? The, oh, the keeper, the right. hotel keeper, whatever it is. And they have a conversation. You have way more clarity on this movie. Than but I'm I saying do. for me yeah. that that that's what it was. So so you got the Shawshank Redemption, right? Godfather, Shawshank. Uh, I got a couple of movies I'm going to throw at go, you. Go, go, and you tell me. Go, Kramer versus Kramer. I remember seeing it. You don't remember I, anything too much about it, huh? Dustin Hoffman. Um, and Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. What, right. a, God, yeah. what a movie that was. What about um, recent movies? Like, you know, not, not as old as classics, whatever. You see Titanic? I saw Titanic. Did you love it? Uh, I, I, I don't know that I love it. Like, it's... What about Amityville Horror? And okay. let's go back to horrors. Okay. Because I'm going to, the reason why I'm asking okay. you this is, Red and I, the other night, I said, yeah, let me, let me see if this movie stands up to the test of time. Because, okay. you know, when you, you talk about 1970 flick, right. the, the technology, the camera, the lighting, everything is going to be probably different or whatever. I was scared shit watching that movie. It was absolutely phenomenal. I have no recollection. I know I've seen it. I don't remember my reaction. Um, I'm, I want to watch it. Okay, yeah. Uh, you should just try it again. It okay. Absolutely. But you got to have the scene. Can't right. watch it at 2 o'clock on a Sunday. No, no, no. Right? With the, I, with the be sun dark. beaming in. Of course. Yeah, it's got to be dark. It's got to be everything's good. The ambiance has to be perfect <laughs> with that. Okay. So now that we talked about that, and we'll get into other stuff too. David Kaufman. Yes. Give us a little bit of uh, background about yourself. Little, little something. Where are you from? Uh, who you are? How'd you get to the point where you're at right now? Suit okay. tie. Uh, I am. <clears throat> I'm from North East Northport, Long Island. Your whole Long entire Island, life. Born whole life. and raised. Born and bred. Yep. Interesting. Northport High School grad. Went to Stony Brook. Uh, took three years off. Went to law school. 
and became a lawyer. What did you do with the three years off? So here you are, you're at Stony Brook. First of all, do you regret staying on the island this whole time like that? I always asked my wife, let's get out of here. Let's go do something. Let's move. But, you know, she had family that she was, you know, really But close when did to. you get married? How old do you, were you still in college or were you out of college? I got married five weeks before I started law school. So I finished college and started work in the entertainment industry. Walked into the entertainment company looking for a job, and there was my wife. She wasn't my wife again. Uh, I was riding a motorcycle at the time. What kind of bike? I'm not a bike guy, so yeah, you could say whatever you want. It's, if it's a, not a Harley, it's, it's, out it's, of, not. it's in and out. Was yeah. it a Ninja? It, no, it was like a <laughs> Kawasaki uh, huh? 600 or something. Okay. I had full head of long, curly hair, uh, and I walked in, and she said, is that your motorcycle? I said, yeah. She said, can I have a ride? I said, no. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I know. Like I didn't have another helmet. I'm yeah. like I'm all caught up in the details. You yeah, know. I know it wasn't one of these, right? No, no, no. Oh no. What year was it? What year was it? It back. It, the the bike was nine. Was a 1973. Definitely not that then. And it was a 19. It, it was in 1982. 1982. I walked, that I walked into that place. Great year, 82. 82 I was 22 years old. Great yep. time. Yeah. Okay. America thriving. Wow. Everything was great. Sports. It was the land of opportunity. Yes. Uh, Any of those there? Uh, Anything similar to that? Yeah. I mean, they're all kind of similar. It was one yeah, of these yeah. kind of bikes. You yeah. know, it, was it was one of those. It was nothing special. Yeah, I rode it for a year. And then I had a scare and I sold it right away. What would you do? A little slip in the thing? A little I was something? on Jericho Turnpike. It was February... I didn't hit anything, just like wind, just moved the bike like three feet over. And I got really close to the WL line. And if I got there, I'd have been hit and killed. And I, I mean, I was freezing cold and my broke out in like a cold sweat. You know, something like that, just a little thing like that can change your whole dynamic on what you think you liked and then what you don't like. And I'm, the reason why I'm bringing that up because it's very similar that you said this. I take my daughter to Hawaii and we're in at Maui at the beach and you could climb up these rocks to jump off a cliff oh, right yeah. so no big deal I used to go to Action Park I used to do whatever climb trees whatever it is nothing no big deal the whole freight of heights thing never right ever so we start climbing she's ahead of me though at the she's in front of me and then all of a sudden a little and a little wind got me off and I almost fell off the cliff in a spot that wasn't going to be safe for me at all. Right. And I froze. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I can't move. I can't move. And ever since then, that moment, driving over bridges, hands, two hands on the wheel, anything now, it's a little bit too much. So I was in Mexico on a yoga retreat with a bunch of family members. And Mexico? We, in Mexico, yeah. Oh, wow. we, we went a couple of times. It was great. Um, and uh, we go to this place, and, uh, and there's a cliff that you jump off into this crystal clear, perfectly open, beautiful water. And my niece did it, and my, you know, everybody's doing it. And I got up there, and I'm like, I'm not doing it. You're not doing it. And I've it. never been afraid of heights. I've never, I also... I'm not a daredevil, but I was never afraid of that, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, and I know. And I said, I'm just not doing it. And, and it nope. just, it, it's just, it's it's crazy. So yeah. so talk to me, what did you do in between? So you, what were you doing when, after you graduated huh. Stony Brook, right? Okay. So then what are you doing? So I was a theater major at Stony Brook. 
So I went. Oh, of course, well, of then course, there you of go. Now, uh, West Side Story, exactly. all these things, these musicals that you're going to see, you have it in you. Exactly. So okay. uh, I go and I, I had circus skills. I could juggle. I did mime and magic and all that stuff. So I go to this entertainment company, and uh, I I've been a magician since a little kid. I, I don't really do it anymore. Um, I could blow balloon animals. So I go to this company, and that's what I did for three years. And I also worked another job. I worked uh, at a landscaping company. So you were doing tricks I would, yeah. and mowing lawns? Yes. After, so that's what the theater thing got you. So the, so the, the tricks we, I would call dancing with the ants. Dancing with the ants. Dancing with the ants. Because you go to a bar mitzvah for a wedding and there's people in the back of the room. And my wife was a dancer. And there was a whole bunch of people, you know, like in costumes, doing entertainment and whatnot. And I wasn't a dancer. So I'd go in the back of the room and do like comedy or magic or any of that kind of stuff. So then what made you then say from that point, besides probably being flat broke, you know what? You know what? Something that'll, you know really wet my beak. Okay, so here's what wet my beak. Becoming an attorney. Okay, so my father was a lawyer. Always loved what he did. And I had no idea what he did. And I went, I drove, I was like two and a half hours to Connecticut somewhere by myself. And I was doing a show with another guy who I'd never done, and he was in his 40s. And I'm looking at this guy and I'm like 23 years old, 24 years old, and I said, I am never gonna be doing this when I'm, you know, 40. And I started to think about what else I should do. And I thought, you know what? My dad always loved what he did. Why didn't you, why did, so you, you do this major in theater. Theater, yep. I mean, and you, it's not like you're in Oklahoma doing theater. It's right. not like you're in Washington State doing theater. I mean, you are literally an hour away from the mecca of theater on Broadway. Oh, yeah. So did you do any auditions did you go in did you know how to sing because theater might have to do some musicals too right i mean tell me if i'm wrong with that so i can carry a tune i played riff in west side whoa, whoa, story whoa 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 you can carry I, a tune i played matt in the fantastics not going anywhere else until i get a little tune out what of do you want you. me to sing your best there's no there's no best whatever anymore. okay here it comes i know it's no best anymore but if i you know here we are yeah people are gonna see i got a mic whatever it is yeah. that you <clears throat> want people to right. see, but right, tell on. us what it is first. Just hold on, all so right. So I know. Don't start singing yet. Tell us what it is first. We might have to look it up. I want to get the whole. I want the whole. Oh, you want the I, flavor? I want everything. I want every single thing, so I then can sit there and say, "Start." Okay, wait. What do you got? Okay, wait. I gotta okay. like now. I gotta pick a song. Okay. All right. All uh, right. I can't believe this is gonna happen. This is me neither. You never know, Eric. Just like we said, you never know. You never know. You never know. Okay, so I was on a cruise with my wife and my family, and they know I do karaoke occasionally. You know, I'm not proud, and I'm not. Oh, you're shy. so full of shit. So you're so full of so, shit. So, that mic, that karaoke is like a magnet to David Cowper. All, all I want to do is sing. It's a magnet for you. For me, 100%, it's kryptonite. A hundred percent. But for you, it's a magnet. So, so I was gonna do this Righteous Brothers song. You've lost that loving feeling. Did Carol King write that? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, okay. Um, but I did, uh, I, I must have checked the, the other box, and it was um, that other song where they hit that really high note that I can no longer hit, but I hit it, you know, I don't know, 10 years ago or 15 years ago on the cruise, and it's um, Unchained Melody. Melody. 
That's what we're gonna sing. That's, I'm gonna just start. You're gonna start Unchained Melody. Yeah, but I'm not. Okay, oh, but I am go. not. Gonna, I'm go. not gonna get all here the way. Go. Here you go. Here you go. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we have a special treat tonight. Please put your hands together for the talented, multi-talented David Kaufman. <clears throat> Oh, my love, my darling, I hunger for your touch a long, lonely night. And time goes by so slowly, and time can do so much. Are you still mine? I need your love. Godspeed your love. All right, all right, all right. That's hold all on, I got. Hold on, hold on. Because I'm hitting, on, a, I'm hitting a Eric, wall with the lyrics. Eric, Eric, I need you on the mic for a second here, for one second here. That's all I got, baby. Because we got to talk about this. Good. Okay. I didn't say I was doing it professionally. No, 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 no. I could hear a little here and there that he has some training a little bit right yeah. a little bit oh yeah on a one to ten ten being broadway material what are you rating that that was a solid 7.9 oh, i thought you were gonna give me a six i'm giving a you a three <laughs> i'm giving you a flat three no, i don't agree oh i really i even closed my eyes and everything to try to get it to, <clears throat> to put the guy on the spot unprepared Right? Vocal okay. cords okay. not ready. Yeah, yeah. Come on, that gets yeah, me yeah, a four. Yeah. Got to clear his throat. No honey. Right off the bat. No honey. No honey or <laughs> no anything honey. like that. I need yeah. a spray. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Come on. But I got to tell you this, though. I give it to you. And that's got to be your background in training, in theater, improv, uh, and everything. Because it would take real, it takes really somebody on the spot, like he just said, to you to do it. I'll, like I said, I'm not proud. Listen, nobody can hurt my feelings. You know, I don't really care. Yeah, I understand. You know? I got to tell you, though, I can't believe that you just did it. I can't believe. Really? I can't believe that you are Mr. Karaoke. You're all over. I, don't, I have no I don't, idea. I don't go do karaoke. I don't. But when we're on a cruise ship and it's four o'clock, you know, I've been laying in the sun. I got to get out of the sun and go do something. And I hear they got karaoke. All right, let's go. And I'm drinking. Let's go. What do you drink? What you drink? Uh, Johnny Walker Black. Neat. Johnny Walker, Black Neat. I got this new. What is that? Woodruff over there? Oh, that's good stuff. Woodford. That's good. Wood, so what's that? Yeah. Bourbon. 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 It is good. Yeah. It is. I never liked it. I never. I would stay away from. I'm. Not, I'm a. You know. I'm not a real alcohol guy to begin with. Yeah. And I would see these old westerns, and I see these movies, and I see even it. some of my. You know, some of the friends. My father. He's a big Shivas guy. My father okay. back in the day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, out of your, out of your fucking mind. Right. I ain't never drink it. I love it. Right? Absolutely. And here's the thing. Here's the secret I didn't know. Okay. You sip it. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. You just sip it. Just a little. You, just it's, wet your beak. Just wet, You just wet your beak? You just wet your beak. A little here, a little there, and then the next thing it's, you know, it's like, hey! It's, hey. It takes the edge off. It does. It just, and it, and you, it, you, it's hard to do anything else when you're sh sipping, you know, scotch or bourbon, a little whiskey. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna you do? You have to. You can you can you pour me a little? Just a little. <laughs> you want a little? Just no. One? No. I'll take a little. Just one. Yeah, just one. Sure. All right, fine. Yeah, just Maybe a little. Two. Do it like that. Oh just a little like that. Holy Why not? Shit. Why not? Well, oh my god. And you might have to put the air conditioning back. <laughs> 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 
Oh God! So oh, I, I want to go back to this though, um, with this auditioning and stuff, okay. right? So yes. you know that I was doing that too yes. at one point in my of life. Course. So you're going on auditions. What are you doing? How, what does that actually entail? And what year are we in again? Eighty two. So from uh, graduated Stony Brook in eighty two, and then till eighty five. 85. August of 85, I started Technology is nowhere near what it is now. There was Nothing. No, no cell internet. phones. None of that. Nothing. None of that. Uh, I was going on auditions. I was working at an acting studio to pay for my lessons because I didn't have any money. Where were you doing that? Here in, on the island or in New York City? In the city. Okay. I went and I signed up for and took my first acting class with the Warren Robertson Theater Workshop. And, you know, I'm traveling in by train. That costs money. And I'm taking these classes. And I, so I, I you know, I was always a hustler. And I said, hey, you guys need help? You at know? the acting studio. At the acting studio. Yeah. And they said, yeah, we do need help. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Here. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Cheers to your. To wet in your beak. <laughs> to wet in your beak. Mmm. <laughs> mm. Ooh, that is good. It is good. Yeah. That is good. Mmm. Go. Yeah. Um, you know who got so, me onto this one? Who? Rich Lampone. Really? Yeah. Rich Lampone <sighs> brought me over that uh, the the bottle, and he said, "This is the best stuff." And I got to tell you, I loved it. I fell oh, in I'm love gonna with it. I'm gonna thank him. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna thank him. Okay. So you, so, so you started working at the theater. Yeah. So I so I'm working at the uh, at the studio. You know, checking people in and doing that whole thing. That pays for my lessons. I'm going on auditions, any kind of auditions, you know, and I was doing shows and I was working for La Masquerade. That's the company that was paying me on Friday night, two shows on Saturday and two shows on Sunday. If I'm lucky, I was getting paid, I don't know, 250 or 300 bucks a show and I was making pretty good money. And then I was working at this landscape company in- uh, Don't laugh, I did it too, $100 a day. Yeah, I'm, you know, I was working my ass off, uh, carrying bricks, you know, land sod and all that stuff. And then I, I started uh, laying out like garden designs for the guy. So whatever. So, you know, the reason why I bring yeah. it up is because obviously it didn't work out, right? You had a dream, you wanted to do it. Right. But it was a lot different back then. Oh, because yeah. back then, first of all, you had black and white eight by tens. Right? Oh, yeah. You oh, have yeah. to mail them to the agents and to the casting yeah. directory, right? You have oh, to yeah. physically do a mailing list. Yeah. It was a lot of work. Yeah. You had to. Type at type. It was either going to run off letters or type out the letters, you know, and then you have to put them in an envelope. And there was no like com computers to do any of this stuff. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, so, yeah, do so you think that those were the days that you would have a better chance at doing it because they're not getting as many submissions? They're, you know, it's whoever's really going to put in the work and the elbow grease to actually do it. Or do you think now, if you had the chance? and you had the technology today that you would have had a better chance at making it because of just submitting online, colored picture, whatever it may be, easier access, you could do now auditions you, remotely. Right, you could start your own YouTube channel, you could create your own content. What do you think about know. those two things? What, what, what's your opinion on that? On is what? it easier for actors in the 80s, or right. is it easier now? I don't know. God, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't easy back then. I don't think it's easy now. No, because you know? I think it, I think it, I know what you're saying, and I kind of agree with you because you could say there was less competition back then, but it was harder work to get some eyeballs on what you're yes. doing. Yeah. Right now, it's easier to get the eyeballs, but those eyeballs are on thousands of other things. Right. Right. So it's it's now it's almost as if how do you get it in front of somebody because they're so busy looking at other people, which is the same thing. 
it was how to get in front of somebody. Yeah. Now there's just so much. There's there's volume overload of input of media. You know, how do you get in front of somebody? I, I don't know. I didn't know back then. I still well, don't know. Talk to me about the, the for you. The time that you had to say, "Hey, I, I went to college." Did you did you get a scholarship, or did you have to pay for that school? No, I had to pay for it. So, when you said everything I did for four years there, another four years out of it, five, whatever it was, I'm working at this theater. There had to be a time that you said to yourself, "I have to put this to bed," which is not an easy thing to do when you have so much invested in it. What was that mental process for you to get to that point? It was a series of, so I, I go into the show in Connecticut and there's this old guy doing what I'm doing. I said, I don't want to be doing this. And I had just, I don't know if it was before or after, I think, but I know that this was like one of the last draws. I went to an audition for Full Metal Jacket. Did you? So, right. So, did you? Right. When I say that, it's like, wow. Yeah. Me and 8,000 other guys. Was it Literally. a cattle call? Yes. Okay. So, it wasn't like your agent. Did you have an agent? No. No. Very difficult. That was the whole thing back then. Yeah, of course. You who, have to get Who could the agent. get an agent? Yeah. You know? How do I get an agent and how do I get into SAG? Right. Right? Those <laughs> right, are the two things. Of course. That's the only two right. things. And so, of course, I go and there's, I could have been 8,000, could have been 10,000. And I'm in the city, in this warehouse. And I will never forget, you had to bring an, uh, an eight-track cassette tape. A blank cassette with your name and your... <laughs> You're not I'm even not... talking about regular cassettes. No. You're talking eight-track. Yeah, eight-track. And so... I was there all day, probably six hours, and then they bring in us uh, 20 guys at a clip, all for the guys, uh, into this room, and there's a cameraman, and it was for Stanley Kubrick. But Stanley Kubrick was in London. Who's Stanley? Can you punch up Stanley Kubrick? I don't know what that guy the, looks like. It, Clockwork so, Orange? Clockwork Orange. Just put, I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's gone from, uh, yeah. that, that name doesn't ring Great. a bell at all. Uh, he I'll might, probably see it. He might have directed The Shining. Really? Yeah, yeah, he directed The Shining. Okay, yeah, right. Great director. So, and the process was, you stand in line, you know, with all these guys, you give your tape to the to the guy, he gives it to the cameraman. Yeah, he did The Shining. Yeah, yeah. He did The Shining. Yeah. Can you just put, put a picture of him so I can see what he looks like? Full metal jacket, there oh, he is. Yeah. Was that yep. Lolita? Well, I don't know what that was. Oh. And uh, so you give your tape to the guy, and then the cameraman starts at one end, and uh, the the assistant director says yeah, something he like, "There he is. Oh yeah, never seen him before. Yeah, <laughs> no clue. Could have seen him at Stop and Shop. Would walk right by him. Wouldn't even have known it. Guys. Me, me too. Yeah, I know. So, and so the cameraman says, "All right," and he goes, "Go." And you say, uh, "Hi, my name is. All right, thank you. Hi, I'm David Kaplan. Thank you." Oh, so Hi. he already knew just you walking in whether or not you're going to fit that part. He just this you're in, and we don't have time for you. I was so pissed. So as I'm walking out. A bunch of people were pissed. They were talking. And apparently, all the roles had been really cast. But according to union regulations, you had to open, uh, hold open, you know, call. It's almost so, like as the NFL rule. You have to, you have to interview yeah, black coaches. Right. Regardless if you already know what you're doing, but exactly. you can't say that. You have to have as many people come in. Exactly. So I walked out of that saying, I got to tell you, this is not for me. I am not willing to go wait tables, to do this, you know, come to a million of these things. But why, though? This is your passion at that point, right? You went to college for that. I thought, you you know, it seemed like you love it. I, I loved it. And I thought, you know, I thought there was just too much luck involved. Did you not think that you were good enough? Be honest with yourself. When you really break it down, did you say to yourself, maybe I'm not good enough to do this? 
So here, so in summer stock. I did summer stock one summer, <laughs> right? And so this great director from the city comes in, right? And we do, we're doing a, a South Pacific. And he says to me, uh, after my audition, he said, your voice was spectacular. He said, but I can't give you the lead role because you're too short. And so he gave it to this other guy who didn't sing so well, but who was like this tall, good looking, thin guy, you know? So that was, I mean, all that added together all I get of it. it. I'm Cumulative not the guy. effect. Yeah. I'm that, not that guy. Yeah. You know, all right. I understand what you're saying. You know, I was in acting school and my acting teacher, and this was back in 2013, he says to me, and this really then, you know, something similar to this, but you see it all the time now with bald guys, whatever. Yeah. He goes, I just want to let you know, Joe, you're going to have a tough time with a leading role. And I'm like, why? Like, what are you talking about? Am I not? <laughs> I, I'm thinking, I'm not good. Like, you right. know, I can't, I'm not as good as what he's trying to say. He goes, you don't see bald guys. You have to have really great hair to be a leading man in, you know, majority of the people. That's what they want. Right. They don't, they don't write for bald guys. They write for the six foot two, you know, you know, hair blowing in the wind type of guy. Right. And you're neither of those two guys. Sorry. Yeah. So Goodbye. Yeah. 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 So I know what you're saying. It, that's not what, what distracted me. And I don't, and this is something that I'd like to ask people that are always doing acting. It was the lines. I had a, difficult time memorizing lines to me it was very, it became i love acting but that became work for me right and then once i felt like i was working it took the fun out of it yeah and and that's what it was that's what it did to me the lines were always a bit of an issue not that it was an issue i can remember my lines but i always felt like it took me a little longer than everybody else and to this day i have dreams probably nightmares, where I'm on stage with a bunch of other people, they're performing, I'm performing, but I'm, and they're, I know they're going to look at me, you know, to say my next line, and I don't know what I'm doing there. You know, I don't it, know the show. And I'm sure you know this too, you probably had to experience when you're in acting school, and there's rehearsals, and then somebody else is doing, you're just watching, it's not your turn yet, and they forget their lines. It's one of the most embarrassing oh, things yeah. that you could possibly go through. And of course I experienced it, because I'm not... If I, if I never right. experienced it, I will never complain about it. Right. So, yeah. So, I understand. So, you, you said, okay, I'm, I'm done. Right? The acting thing, done. not for me. Yep. And then it's, I'm going to go into, so it's like candy. After a couple, three or four of them, it's like mm -hmm. candy. And, oh, and then so you say, I'm going to go into law. So, I said, I'm going to take the law school application test. The LSAT. LSAT. And I did well on it. I always did well on standardized tests. So I, I took that test, and then I applied to Hofstra. I got in, and I said, I'm going to go. Hmm. I was already living with my girlfriend, soon-to-be wife, and for two and a half years. And uh, I said, I think I'm going to go to law school. And she said, uh, she said, if you go to law school and we don't get married, then I'm going to break up with you. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Nice well, ultimatum. She's Sicilian. What I took, what I heard was, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love it. So you, you graduate law school, and right, and correct me if I'm wrong, you get a job at the district attorney's office here in Suffolk County. Yep. Right? And I worked there, too. We worked at the same office best different times. Best job ever. Best, best job I say ever. to everyone. Yep. And the reason why, too, what was so great about the job was, you know, you get this power yeah. that you never thought that you didn't, because you can't think of that power until you actually are in that courtroom and then have the ability to do certain things and affect people's lives in a certain way. There's no other way to experience that in regular life 
and I want to say life and death, but I mean, you know, in the low levels, it's, you know, you put somebody in jail for a year. Yeah. So I used to tell people I'm the- Probation. Uh, right, probation. Three years. Of yeah. course. Who the hell wants that inconvenience? Right, and, it, and the decision was right here. So I used to tell people I'm the sheriff in town, you know, and I'm wearing the white hat. And I got guys coming with the black hat and they're ready to draw. Uh, that's me. So I make the decision. I'm either going to let them go on their way or I'm going to, you know. How was your reputation if you had to, you know, and, and, and be humble about it. What was your reputation as a prosecutor? Oh, I was fair. 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 Completely fair. fair. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I tried a bunch of cases. I was, I got to tell you, <laughs> I, I, I was more than fair. I okay. would dismiss Every I would get oh. rid of things. I didn't oh. care. The only thing I cared about is, is if you came in with a suspended license and it was suspended because you didn't pay child support. Okay. So you had to go pay that child support because I'm paying child support. So you had an agenda. I didn't, no. Okay. My thing was if I'm paying child support, right. you have to pay child okay. support. And, I'm, and then not only that, though, you're affecting a kid. So to me, right. it was, you know, when you're first starting out, you're dealing with misdemeanors. So right. it's not, you're dealing with, you know, Certain crimes that really are not affecting anyone. Drug right. possession, marijuana, petty larceny. Then, petty larceny, and stuff like that. So for me, I was the petty larceny guy. Yeah. I was the right. marijuana guy. Right. Right? You know what I mean? Oh, I never did anything with marijuana charges. Yeah. Even back then. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So it's for me, it was just like, how do you come in? I would do like this whole thing before the judge would come out, and I would do this whole speech. Hey, listen, I'm your district attorney. Everybody wants to get out of here and everybody wants to have a good time. If you come up and you're nice to me, you watch how nice I am to you and everybody will be happy. And that was the end of it. And then, and, and I, and I, like you said, though, the power was the really power. something else that I, but I took it as that I could change people's lives in a good way. That Absolutely. I could help people out. You know, so so you were in the DA's office. Wait, how long were you in the DA's office? Three years. Me too. Yeah. Because you know what happened then? All of a sudden I couldn't defer my loans anymore. I couldn't do it. Like you, was it deferment, right? You could defer yeah. your loan. Yep. I couldn't do that anymore. And then all of a sudden, I have child support right. that I'm paying. That they're taking automatically out of my paycheck. So everybody, right. all my friends are making X amount. Exactly. And I'm making $600 less than right. everybody else. So here I am. I'm like, you know, okay, that that's okay. I can deal with that. I, I got a job at Borders Books right here in Comac. And all of a sudden, my first check, they started taking child support out of the check. <laughs> so it made no sense for me to even work there. Right. But- what really did it was once the student loans came in, I'm paying like another 800 a month. Oh, yeah. When they come due, you got to get a real job. Yeah. So that's why for me, it was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. But what about you? What made you want to leave the office if you loved it so much? I loved it, but also, uh, so I had an offer to take uh, a big a job at a big firm in Manhattan that I had actually accepted. And then I got the job out here in Suffolk at the DA's office. Because I'll tell you right now, that Manhattan job sounds miserable. Because that's commute. It sounded terrible to me. It sounds, I don't care what the money. But it was twice money, as much money. Twice as much, twice money, as much but money, probably more hours. Right. Oh, yeah. And who wants to sit on that train? Not me. In, you know, rush hour at, <sighs> say, 7, because you probably would have to get in there at 6.30, 6, you have to get to, on the train at 6, Yeah. right? Because that train's an hour and a half. In a suit. Stops, in a <sighs> suit, sitting next to somebody, yeah. everybody's eating, everybody's miserable. Yeah. You know, back then, newspapers get thrown up, you know. It, 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 it's really ridiculous. You know, it's a big medical malpractice defense firm, and they said, we'll get you in a courtroom, we'll teach you how to try a case, we're going to give you, you know, X amount of dollars. It was a very prestigious thing. And then I didn't hear, I wasn't hearing from the Suffolk DA. And I was like, all right, I'll take it. And I was going to start, I don't know, like a month or whatever. And then I finally got the DA. So, so, but they didn't pay. 
No, I was I started, making peanuts. I started at $29,000. I was at, at 38. D, at the D, right? And uh, everybody was telling me, like, come on, you gotta, I got an offer. When I, when, I, when I wanted to leave the DA, I interviewed at a big Nassau firm. They made me an offer. Town of, like, Babylon or Iceland, one of those, they made me an offer. And then I went to Sybin. Sybin and Sybin in Bayshore. In Bayshore. Yeah. And one of my buddies who left the DA's office and was there said, come here. You'll make more than anywhere else. And I did. So I was there for three years. What is it with you and, you know, money and as an attorney? Did you think, and just be honest, right. I'm not trying to get into, probably into your business. You probably don't care. Did you think when you decided to become a lawyer that you were going to make way more money than in reality that you actually do. And again, I'm not trying to, you know, that could be, you could thought that you made 20 million, maybe you make 5 million, I don't know. I'm not trying to get into that, the specifics. Just, you know, the the assumption. The assumption was is that I'd never have to worry about money ever. And of course I'm running my own business, it's just me. I have to worry about money, I mean that's key. And look, I'm gonna be 63. And I'm not ready to retire. I have three kids. Now, they're all, you know, out and have their own kids. But, you know, money is always a thing. Can you believe, I'm sure you probably now, when you say that number, I'm 48, right? And I think that I'm old. And I'm not saying it like that to you. No, no, but I, I get it. You, you know what I mean? And I sit here and say, where did, you know, I remember, I was reading this magazine. I was 35 years old, taking a shit, Right. I'm living in North Babylon. I own the house by myself. And I'm reading this this article. And it says, 35 years old, it was Men's Journal, is the sweet spot. Because at <sighs> 35 years old, you could date girls younger than you. You could get away with it. Right. I could date a 28-year-old at 35 right. or 26 Perfectly or 22, acceptable. whatever. But I also can date a 50-year-old. Exactly. At 35 years old. Right. And they called it the sweet spot. And I, and I was exactly... And I, and it, I didn't, I just stumbled upon it. And I'm like, wow, I'm at the sweet spot. And then all of a sudden, the next day, I'm 48. Right. And it just goes like this. And, you know, for 63. 62, 62 until January, and, but yes. Okay. So, same thing to me. <laughs> so so tell me about that. Because, again, you're in a, you, you want to be an attorney. And you probably think when I turn 62, I'm living high on the hog and I'm working anymore. I'm gonna retire. I'll be retire. retired for years. That's already. what I thought, but right. there's no way that's happening. No, no. Law school costs money. Everything costs money. Uh, you know your expectations when you're a, when you're a kid. And when I graduated from law school, I figured I was still kind of a kid. I had been married. I just got. I'd been married. I had my first son in law school. My first child. But you know, when you get out, you, you know, um, it, 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 they're not paying you what you think you're worth. And then you realize if you want to earn money, you got to go out and earn it. So I worked at Saib and then I went and worked into, you know, I was just, I went into the city for 10 years. At the end of the day, it really oh, comes down to this God. though, right? Yeah. You become a lawyer, or for me was because I can do the least amount of work and make the most amount of money, right? You don't have to, especially in criminal law. Right. Right. It's not really too much that you got to do. But then you realize it's the same thing like anything else. What you put in is what, what you get, get out. Absolutely. And if you want to, if you want to coast, right? Like say Joe Cozo does in his practice. Right. Well, you're going to make a certain amount of money, and that's what you're going to do. Or you could grind it out, and and all you're about is your practice. Right. That's it. Like Brian Carp. 
like you can be insane. Yes. <laughs> you could work like a maniac. Yes. And uh, and I try and find the balance. I'm all about balance now. I'm all about balance. When you say you're all about balance, yeah. and you said before, so let's get into this a little bit. Cause, so you're a big yoga person, right? I ha Yeah. So 10 years ago, I started yoga because I was being told. So I've been playing ice hockey my whole life. I was told 10 years ago that I need knee replacements. Maybe a little more than 10 how years is that? Ago. Okay, so here yeah. you are, right? What, what, how, how does that all happen? Did you have an injury playing hockey, or was it wear and tear? So I remember up in Albany, I was playing with the New York air traffic controllers at one of the tournaments, and I hit some guy behind the net, and I remember my knee just really shooting red-hot pain. And I left the tournament, and I drove home fast. Uh, but you're in pain. I'm in pain. The whole time the driving. Whole time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it was a little swollen. Like, I didn't break anything, but I'm like, oh, fuck, it hurt, you know. And I drive home. I get home. I tell Denise, you know, my wife, Denise. I say, oh, I gotta go to the see somebody. So I go see uh, a, a knee guy, you know. And oh yeah, you you know, you might have done this, you might have do, done that. No MRI, none of that. Oh, we'll just give you an injection. What year is this around? Probably the mid '90s. Okay, you all know, right. Maybe mid to late '90s. Um, and there was a, just a bunch of times that, oh, that might have, did that hurt? Was that at something? I don't know, you know. And over time, you know, I start getting injections. I Then I have the MRIs. And the, the MRI reports read so terrible, like cleavage tears, you know, profound, you know, bone, you know, cartilage loss, exposing, you know, bone, like all this stuff. So, the, so then whatever it was, 10 years ago or 12 years ago, I'm in pain. My knees hurt like hell. And I'm getting injections. And they, you know, the doctors don't want to keep giving you these injections. So I'm trying this injection and that injection. I know all about the injections. And they say, you just need knee replacements. Um, so. It sounds. Uh, listen, and, and <laughs> it sounds disgusting. It sounded terrible. It sounds dis like it, 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 yeah. I can't even envision, like taking a knee out. Is it mm. a kneecap? No, the kneecap is the patella, and they leave that. So, so I had partial replacements. In the past three years, I've had both my knees partially replaced. It oh, yeah. sounds so It's bad. incredibly painful. I could imagine. Oh, you cannot. And you know, you know, yeah. and a lot of people, when they do those type of surgeries, they get hooked on these painkillers. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you gotta watch out for that. I tracked every time I took a, a pill or a half a pill, I wrote it down. Because I know, you know, well, uh, yeah. I don't wanna get hooked. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. So I wanna talk to you a little bit about uh, your practice for a second. Okay, go. And if we could pull up his go. the Instagram, I'm gonna I'm gonna play mm. a couple of your videos here. Go right <laughs> because I'm gonna t and I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, that I'm doing it because I, I actually really respect that you do this. Okay. A lot of people, a lot of attorneys don't do what I'm about to show here. The videos right. that you do to try to get new clients. Right. So there had to come a point to yourself that you said, "Hey, listen, I have X amount of clients coming in. I have to do something else if I want to get even more clients to come in. Right. And maybe." using social media that I'll be able to place, you know, I, I got to create some videos to do it. Was that something at first that was difficult for you to do or because of your background that you were like, you know what, I can do this and I'm going to so, just do it? Yeah, so so I, so I, the it's the balance. It I was trying to find balance. So when I first started putting out content of some kind, uh, it was, you know, do I be, do I just be me? Do I be professional Dave, you know, the lawyer? You know, do I, like, what do I exactly, what am I trying to do? Um, and I started to do the, the car, uh, if you, 
You're back. in your car. I'm doing in my videos. car. Yeah, you're you know? in your car. Which every TikToker is yeah, doing exactly. now. Right, right. Yeah, so, you know, so I'm like, listen, if you want to have an accident in case you need these things, you know, and I was trying to be as official and respectable as possible. Um, and so I think I, I think I was doing it. Uh, it wasn't hard for me to do. It's, it was hard for me to be okay with the result. I uh, tend to be a little bit of a perfectionist. Like, oh, look at me. I like blink too much or you know, my head's too shiny or I look oh look at my fucking nose in that one you know whatever it is can you so so basically from what I'm understanding is because a lot of people can't do this even actors professional right. actors they right. can't watch themselves right. their performance yeah you have a, an ability that you can do that like you'll watch what you just did and say okay you know I don't like that or this yeah because a lot of people just put it into the ether and that's it and whatever right. happened happened I don't even want to know about it yeah, I can't do that. Can you play one of these videos? Which one would be a good one oh, if we I scroll? Um, you got to go up. That, there's one right there you, yeah, in one. your office. There's the car, one <laughs> on the, the bottom car. right, right there. Let's, let's, can we play that? Let's see what we got here. Hold on, play that yeah. again. Personally. Here we go. <laughs> can we sue the driver? Yeah. What'd you do? Jeez. Yeah. What happened? Technical glitch. It's all good. Let's try it again. This is the first time on Instagram. So. Hey, there you go. There we go. Again, volume. There we go. There we go. Can we sue the driver of the car that hit me personally? I'm David Kaufman. I'm a personal injury attorney in New York, and I'm answering your questions. So recently, I had to explain to a client of mine that the defendant, the driver and owner of the vehicle that struck her had a minimum policy. What's that? So it's $25,000 in New York. And my client is seriously injured and she was very unhappy with that news. She didn't have any supplemental or additional coverage on her own. So basically, the question is, can she sue these defendants, the owner and operator, Personally, that's good. That's I told good. her that unfortunately. So, you you do that, right? Yeah. Do you get a lot of results? Do you get a lot of things that come in? Do you see? Because I don't do anything for my practice. Right. right. I do none of th these videos. I do nothing. So people will tell me, "Oh, I saw you on you know online," and I probably should say, "Is that Instagram? Is it Google? Is it this? Is it that?" You know, because it goes to like a YouTube thing. I have somebody who helps me with this. Which is so, smart because I mean, how, how how many things? I know you're a juggler. I can't. How many things can you actually juggle Not in this that. life right now? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to you know do what I do and focus in on what I do best. So. What about your goals? Right. So you have you're 62 years old. Yeah. And you know retirement. I guess the age, the average age would be 60. You know what it is is, is 65. I'm thinking 70. 70 years eight, old. Eight years, seven or eight years. Okay, yeah. so you have so seven or eight years, which will yeah. go like I know. that. I know, like that. I know. It's unbelievable how this all happens and everything. You know, I want to. I want to ask you something here. Okay, off topic now. Go. Okay. Go. Off topic here. Go. Now I want to. I want to get go. into this. All right. Wait a minute. Uh, actually, Eric, can you play mm. the video from yesterday that I did on YouTube? Yeah, just give me one sec. Yeah, so let him. Uh, so I did okay. this this video. I'm not, I'm not going to really talk too much about. it. I'm going to play it. Okay. And then I want to get your opinion on what I'm talking about. Okay. okay. In the discussion, and really, what it is is it's about. You see these UFOs, right? They had hearings the other last week. 
and Congress. And you keep seeing that these U.S. Navy pilots, they see these little Tic Tacs, right? And they're right. reporting on it. Right. Right. So I did a video on it. And I, I'm going to play it for you. And then I want your opinion. And I want to know what you honestly think is happening. So okay. Whenever you're, uh, whenever you're, whenever you cue that up, and and, th and it's only it's maybe three minutes. So I just okay. just play it here for you. Oh, really cool. who's flying these UFOs that everyone is seeing? It's not aliens. It's not extraterrestrial beings. Well, before I tell you exactly who it is, Congress had hearings on it last week, and they had Pentagon officials being asked that very question. Here's their response. I do not have an explanation for what this this specific. Uh, uh, object is. They're lying through their teeth, the Pentagon. Why? It's because the United States are the ones who are flying this spacecraft. How do I know that? What do you think about that? I'm okay. not gonna play the whole thing. It's okay, so I think that it's uh, it's either the U.S. or it's China or it's Russia or somebody on this Earth is flying those little things, and we just don't want to admit it. But the technology, okay, right? The technology, how they're moving back and forth. There's no combustion. There's no anything, right? And it, they're doing it almost like in a gravitational pull. Think, right? Think, think. Do you really think that we developed that technology, or do you think that we found those spacecrafts from however it may be, and we're trying to do reverse technology and actually flying those things? And now that we have the ability to actually figure out a little bit about it. They're flying it all around. Okay, so the question is, do I think that it's the technology is derived from us on Earth, or we found it and we figured it out? Really, it's is it us that we developed it, right. or is it alien? Right. I don't think. Listen, there's a billion trillion galaxies out there. It's crazy. It's so much. So Eric and I were talking about this before yeah. the show. It's yeah. really, really ridiculous. So how could we think that we are the only organisms in this universe? I mean, I don't think that. I think there must be other life. But, you know, we humans, we want to think that we're it. You know, our neighborhood is it. I'm the only person alive that matters. You know, we're so self-centered that way. But do I think that it could be other life form? Gun to your I head. Know. What do you think that technology is? Is it, and you had, you know, your correct answer saves your life. Is it that it's human developed or is it alien? Aliens. Really? I've just seen too much of that stuff that's nobody can explain. I agree with you 100%. And these, and these Air Force pilots or the Navy pilots? I disagree with both of you. Okay. What did you say? You're wrong. I disagree with both You're of you. Wrong. You disagree. You're disagree. wrong. Now listen. Okay, go ahead. Okay, all right, all uh, right. I would love to believe in aliens. I'm very open to the idea. Um, I could even say that I'm more on the side of a believer than a non-believer, but... Logistically, statistically speaking, it just makes more sense that the technology happened here than it did somewhere else. Does that make sense? No, I suggest it makes sense, but I'm going to suggest something to you. Sure. So there's the black swan theory, right? Everybody thinks that there's, you know, white swans and people think that black swans do not exist. So statistically, there are none, right? Nobody's seen one. They don't exist until you see one. Now all of a sudden they exist. So same theory. Uh, you know, until we can prove it, they don't exist. Sure. So statistically, of course. What I can say is we have some pretty cool technology here on the Earth. And one thing me and Joe were talking about earlier is that the Earth is 4.5 billion years old. We don't know what happened back then. Was there another society of people? Absolutely. Was there another set of what is that, that was my next Absolutely. question. Absolutely. We don't know about. But, but you, go ahead. We have cool technology here on Earth. I haven't seen cool technology from not on Earth. 
is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, well, until you do. Right, until you do. Exactly. Until you do. So, but we haven't right. yet. So, right. so one of the things that I was I, I brought up to Eric earlier was, and this was something that I started you know, researching and thinking, somebody brought it to my attention after they saw this video, was you know, maybe that those spacecrafts that are flying around, it didn't just crash from the sky, that maybe they were dug up and found. And that then brings you to the point that, okay, Four point five billion years old, the Earth is right. Right, that's a lot. Of, I mean, you don't really even concept like what was it? Dinosaurs was a hundred million years ago. Right. Think about that in comparison to four point five billion. Exactly. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's a blip. It. So could it be? Let's just say three billion years ago that there was a human species that here, or any type of alien species right. that was here, right? That lived here for say fifty million years. Right. Which is a lot. Could have been like, 250 million we years. We haven't been around for 50 right. million years, right? I, right. I would have, I'm pretty pretty sure. Well, 250 million. Right. How about 1 billion? Exactly. Years? And then something happened, and it wiped out the whole entire planet. Every billion years, something happens to this planet. Right? Think about that. That In, in that context, could it be that that was something that was made here and just got found? What do you think about that? Possible. There's a movie just like that, uh, and I can't remember what it is. There's a movie like There's that? There's a movie... So, it's not Space Odyssey, right? No, no. Uh, Which is a weird movie, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I watched that for the first time like a month ago. For the first time. 2001? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's Kubrick, Kubrick too. too. What? That's Kubrick as well. Yeah, yeah it is? Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. Look at Hello, this guy. Dave. Yeah. Right? Hello, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally weird. Totally. With the monkey throwing up the bone. Well, at first, I was like, what, what is this yeah. about? Yeah. Like, you have to really think about what's going on, and that monkey was terrible. I know. Terrible. Like, come on. But that's old technology. I know. We have new technology. And we're discovering new technology from our ancestors four billion years ago. It's little, you know. Well, that's something else that I want to talk to you about. Let me ask you this. Do Go. you think that those pyramids and the Sphinx and all that that's yeah. there? Okay. I think, what was it that they say? It's 2,500 years ago it was built? Uh, I didn't hear. I think it, I think that's the, the thing. 20, okay. 2,500 2, years ago that the pyramids. Can right. you just, just do a Google check on that, how old the pyramids are? And then I was watching this guy on Joe Rogan, yeah. and he's talking about, no, 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 it's way older than that. Do you, like, I mean, think about this for a second. How in the, in the hell did they able to build those pyramids with nothing? No helicopter, no lift, no forklift, no do, you know, like bulldozers and whatever it is, nothing. I don't know anything about pyramids. I don't know anything about any of that stuff, and... I don't know how they could have done it. And the funny I, part yeah. is, it's only 4,500 years ago. 4,500. Right. 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 Which but is you a see, long time, kind of, but in the scope of things, not really. Right. It's Well, it's <laughs> nothing. In the believe, it's a blink of an eye. If you believe in any scriptures of Jesus, it's even, it's it's double the time. Exactly. That he allegedly. Right. What do you, what do you think about that? I know you're Jewish, right? Yeah. So you don't believe in Jesus or do you? I don't, I don't how does that work out for a Jew? Be honest. Know. Be honest so, with so, me. So he, How does that work out? Everybody's it's terrible. Here you are. You're a kid. Judaism is terrible right? for this reason. Oh, okay, so I went to Hebrew school, and they and, and they call it Hebrew school, not becoming a good Jew school. It's Hebrew school. Now my sister, who was was just recently president of her temple, is going to hate me for this. And my mom, who started two temples down in Florida. Uh, God rest her soul, would hate me for saying this. To your mother. To mom. Love you, mom. 
But this is a good point, a completely valid point. They sent me to Hebrew school, not becoming a good Jew school. So what did I learn? Hebrew. What do I know right now? I don't know any Hebrew. So why were they spending all this time time trying to teach me a language? Teach me my religion. Yeah. Teach me my religion. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. So, I mean, I was I went to Hebrew school for four years, five years, and yes, they taught me some stuff, but for the most part, like, my best friend growing up was Catholic. I used to go to church with him on Sunday morning because I sleep over his house every Saturday night. Um, and I knew way more about, like, doctrine and theory and, like... Oh, so you went to, like, a Catholic church yeah, with the, on yeah, Sundays it, with your yeah. friend oh, yeah. and his parents. Yeah. Interesting. And, and so I knew a lot about, like, the rules and what was the, what were the beliefs were. And at Temple, you know, we there would be a lot of prayers in Hebrew, which I didn't understand. So to this day, I say to my sister, they got to change it. Got to change it. what about Jesus, though? Because Hebrew, right, Jew... Yeah, Jews believe that that the the Messiah has yet to come. Yes, right. But in Christianity, Jesus he's already been here. Yeah, he's already been here. Right. So when you're growing up, yeah, and you hear everybody talking about Jesus and you see things about Jesus, oh, I was so it, jealous. Were you? Well, because Christmas morning I'd go to Matt's house and they'd have presents for me, and I'd be like, eh, nobody got presents for me at my house. Oh wait, on Hanukkah we had presents. Yes, but it was always like little shit. Yeah, you and know? not only that though, too, it's brushed under the rug. Exa- Hanukkah. Yeah, yeah. Let's get out of Hanukkah out of the way, right? Because the real goods are coming in two weeks. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But again, but just what I'm yeah. trying to get out of you is: is are you a believer in Jesus or not? Do you think Jesus, a man that was here, that came under the guise of God in the present, right. you know, do you think that he actually walked the earth, changed water, in, you know, uh, wine into, you know, water into wine? Oh, I don't believe any of that. None of it. None of it. What is it then? It's all bullshit? It's stories. It's all hearsay. It's it's hearsay. <laughs> Whatever that is. It's all hearsay. Those are done. It's what somebody else says. Yeah, it's what it's, uh, somebody it's else what, says. Exactly. Somebody, uh, somebody else said out of uh, out of another place. Exactly. <laughs> they passed it down. It's telephone. Yeah. You know? Eric, what about you? You, do, you, do you believe in uh, Jesus? Nah, that's a negative. None of that stuff. No. What about what about you know healing the leper and changing water into wine and and walking on water, walking on water and rising from the dead and you know after three days it's Easter. You don't believe any of that. None of that. No. So let me ask you this: So if you yeah. don't believe in it, yeah, then what was actually happening when these people were writing these scriptures? They're all making it up, or is it as time gone oh. on? Is it just? I think I'll add my little thing to it, and then I'm going to add my little thing to it, and then the next thing you know, we have a Bible. It's, it's, so Jesus was this great man who- Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth, who spent 33 years on this planet. You know, there's a whole bunch of time that it's unaccounted for, by the way, but then, you know, when he, when he becomes famous, you know, he's doing good work, right? He's trying to bring people out of poverty bring justice to this world. So so, you, th- so there was a Jesus oh, of Nazareth I, I with assume, no superpowers. Yeah, no superpowers. No superpowers. <laughs> Nothing no, like that. No, no, so he was no. just a regular guy, he's carpenter. Probably, apparently. Right, apparently. <laughs> apparently he's a carpenter. And he yeah. did things for people, right. but not what we're understanding, and then obviously got you know crucified for the exactly. good, good things. He good stood up to he the did. power. He stood up to the power of that be, and they killed him for it, and people wrote about it. And then way back when, there was no printing press, right? No, no what it was, the Brandenburg, the Brandenstein? Well, yeah, Brandenstein? I know exactly what you're right? saying. There's no AP press. wire. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, so somebody would handwrite something, and it, you know, from year after year, it would get 
dirty. It would get torn. Somebody would have to rewrite it. And they would, I don't know what that says. What do you think that says? I think it says it changed from water into, I don't yeah. know what. And then, you know, here's Kaufman in his theory. Exactly. That gets wiped right. out. Here's right. Erickson in his theory. And here's Kozo's theory. Exactly. And then next thing you know, you have this whole big thing. Exactly. It's interesting. You know what's interesting, too, though, is back then how they treated human beings. Oh, yeah. Right? Wait, do they treat human beings better now or worse? You know, it's a good point. That's a good point. You know, I, this is something, and you, you know, it's it's a touchy subject, and and I'm going to ask it to you because I thought about this the other day. I was driving in my car. You want to know why? Because I'm reading this book. I'm listening to this book. Which one? It's about a um, a Holocaust survivor. It's let me just look it up. Fiction on my phone. or nonfiction? It's, fic- it's nonfiction. Okay, and it's absolutely. Amazing! It is one of the best books that I've ever um, Night by Ellie Wiesel? No, no. Here, hold on a second right here. Not the laptop from hell. Okay. (laughs) Hold on a second here. Where is it? Oh, God, I can't believe it. Because I finished it, and i got to find it in my library here. And so you pay every month for Audible? I do. Okay. And I I absolutely, absolutely. Oh, here it is. Man's Search for Meaning. Oh, by but Victor Frankel. Victor Frankel. Oh you yeah. Ever, you ever listen to it? Or I read ha- it? I haven't, but it's like the you haven't you don't know anything about this book yet. I, I know about it. I just but I'm never saying you it. haven't never read it. Correct. Let me tell you something. So this is why I'm going to ask you this question. Okay. okay because I've read books on slavery, and then right. I read books now, especially uh, first now you know first impression of the Holocaust. Right. What do you think was worse? That how humans treated other humans. If you had to say, you know, if you had, you know, it's like, hey, Dave, what's your opinion on this? What is it? Was it was it slavery? And I don't mean just because it was blacks. I'm just talking right. about slavery in general because there was right. more slavery than just blacks. But right. we'll, we'll use that as the thing. Was it here in the United States slavery, or was it Nazi Germany? What was happening in then? What do you think was worse that human beings actually did to other human beings? Because when you really think about it, it's terrible. Oh, it's how another human being can treat terrible. another human being. Oh yeah, I would never. Even if I was a soldier, imagine you're a soldier and you get told put them into the into the gas chamber. See, but see, but the, the so the Nazi soldiers who were prosecuted said, "I was just following orders." And if I didn't do it, I would go into the gas chamber. They would chamber. kill me. What do you think about that? Do you think, as an attorney, yeah. former prosecutor, okay, also did criminal law as yeah. a defense? Yep. What do you think the justice is? For a result, when you say that soldier says that, I was following orders, does that exemplify them? Does that make them, you know, justified in what they did and they can't be prosecuted? Or are they, should they be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, which would be death? Or they should be prosecuted and then sentenced to a lesser sentence because they're not in charge of the cavalry, they're not leading the cavalry. They're just, you know, a foot soldier. And if they say that they would be put to death if they didn't follow orders, I mean, that's kind of an excuse. It's pretty it's good actually, excuse. It's actually right? duress or yeah. actually, you know, forced labor, forced into doing things. Because yeah. if my life is on the line and I don't do the command that you give me, well, this is what I'm trying to say is right. I don't think that you should be punished at all. How, okay. So, so if I say no, right, I'm dead. Right. Right. They'll shoot me on the spot. Joe, take that gun and shoot Eric. And if you do it, you know, how can I prosecute you for it? That's what I'm saying. So when you say a lesser offense, I don't even think that. I think, listen, this is what they were told to do. You can't blame these soldiers. You know, if I'm in the army and we're in war and my general says, 
shoot him, right? Or I'm going to shoot you. What am I going to do? How can I be prosecuted for that? My life is on the line. I think that as a whole, as a society, what we do is we impose this 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 fiction and say, listen, you guys can't do the illegal stuff. So everybody knows that it's wrong. So there's got to be a penalty. There's got to be, you know, some understanding that this is not right. But in the moment, I don't know. You know, so just briefly about this book. Yeah. This guy gives, you know, he writes a diary. It's basically about what happened. Yeah. I have to tell you, there's nothing that I can think of in my life in fear. I mean, think about these people. First of all, they're not, their nutrition is completely down the toilet. Non-existent. Non-existent. Yeah. And they are living in constant anxiety and fear, which is, oh, yeah. which is, you're a health person. I know you, yeah. you, you read about that. You're into that kind of stuff. Yep. There's nothing worse for your body. Exactly. Than being, living in an anxiety state completely 100 24 24 7 7. you can't your body you know all you're thinking about is i'm gonna die now when you know and because you hear certain things and he writes they would put me into this line now i don't know what this line means right does this line mean that i'm gonna go do hard labor or does this line mean that i'm gonna go into the gas chamber right right what am i going to do and some of the things that you hear that he says about and it's all about this is a really fascinating book and it motivates you it's a motivational yeah. kind of thing because you see what they go through and then you can put it in comparison to my life. Right. That I don't want to get out of bed today <laughs> I'm because- I'm complaining about this today? I smoked pot last right. night and I don't want to go to work because I'm, you know, whatever. And you start thinking about certain things. You're like, wait a second. Think about what this guy put, you, that these people went through. It's really, it's really something else. What is your opinion on all of that? So Viktor Frankl has- in my understanding, has always stood for the idea that they could control your body, they could control your physical presence, but they can't control your mind. It's exactly it. That's the book, and, it's, and that's yeah. the book in, yep. in some and substance. Yeah, and, and, I, really and I believe fast. that. Yes, I, I have. I actually internalize that. So when I'm like in pain, when I went through my knee surgeries, I mean, I was in like real pain, like real pain, but I would, you know, think. That's just my body. You know, I can't let it make me depressed. Can't, you know, I still got to get up and walk around because that was the most important thing. You got to get up and walk on these knees, you know, and that whole thing. It's just pain. It's just physical pain. What books have you read that you think that were just magnificent that you could recommend to people or audible books that you listen okay. to? Because I I, I I say that's the same thing. Okay. So I mean, I don't have time to really right. sit and read as much as I love to then just put audible on in the car or at the gym it just I listen so to time. audiobooks all the time yeah me too um, and I up until I started listening to audiobooks I was a pretty voracious reader I read everything um, I, you want fiction you want non-fiction because I have a favorite fiction book whatever you got just books that you think are great so, so give me both okay so it doesn't matter if you go back and forth or whatever it is so my favorite book of fiction is probably A Prayer for Owen Meany I never heard of it. Yeah, it's John can you Irving. Put the, can you punch that up there, Eric? I just want to see the, uh, the cover of that book. They made a movie, like a knockoff of it, which is not great. Say it again. What's the name of a it? A Prayer for Owen Meany. A Prayer for Owen Meany. Yeah, that's it. Well, it was like, oh, there it, we go. It's, uh... There it is. Yeah. What is that about? It's about, it's about believing in a higher power. Believing... You, do you believe in a higher power? I, I don't. I want to. 
so desperately. Really? I want to think that our lives mean something more than just a pile of dust with a soul or a conscience, and when we die, that's it. Do you believe in life after death? So here's what I think. I think that, that there's a difference between us and this table. And the difference is that we have some kind of an energy, and I'm gonna call it a cloud, just because when we die, the cloud s sort of evaporates up into the much greater cloud, the bigger cloud. And that sometimes when people die, their cloud kind of stays together. And that's why you get these like four-year-old kids, you know, in France who can speak, you know, English and give details about somebody's life that they couldn't possibly know. You know, that kind of crazy stuff. So you believe almost in, in an angel, kind of. It's more like, it's more like, um, uh, uh, not inheritance. Where, what is it when you're uh, reborn, you know? Reincarnation. Reincarnation. But it's not like they're entirely reincarnated. It's just like some a part of, of them. A part Something of Something is left over. What I call the cloud. I don't know why I believe it, but that's what I think. So this book is about a guy who is um, trying to uh, reckon what happened in his life and I don't know it just rang a chord with me the, so I read this book uh, and, the, and the day that I finished it I realized I read it too fast and I started it and read it again so I, I, I do that some, some yeah. books too I just realized, sometimes wow. I, skim, uh, like I skim over it a little yeah. too quick I want to get through it or whatever yeah. so that's that book what about yeah. say a fiction book that's non-fiction no no that's, that's, fi fiction. that's fiction what about non-fiction or whatever <sighs> another book whatever it may be god I uh this is like authors that I really like. I really like Stephen King. Mm -hmm. um, I love The Shining. It was the great. best. It was uh, the book was the book was fabulous. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something too. The you Stand was great. Great, not the best. I know. I thought Misery was better than that. Misery is great too. But here's the thing. So you know, there's a movie, Shining Part Two. It's called Doctor Sleep. I knew that, and I haven't seen it. You ready for this? So the yeah. book was okay. Yeah. Nothing. I, I read the book. Yeah, I read it too. The, the movie. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Really. Absolutely, fa I didn't I think it would be. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic because Red's not a, uh, she doesn't read Stephen King. Right. And I said, you know, do you want to see it? You know, because I didn't see the movie, I read the book. Right. And you want to always do both. Yeah. I always want to read the book first, obviously, because then too. it just ruins it. If I see the movie, I don't want to read the book. No, not at all, because right. now the character is that right. character, the way he talks is that way he talks. It's just, it's crazy. But Dr. Right. Sleep movie, highly recommend Dr. Sleep. Okay, a couple okay. more questions before go. we go here. Go. TV shows. Okay. Are you a big TV show guy? I, I like to watch a series or a movie. Series? Yeah. Okay. Give me some of the series that you think are the best series that you've seen. I loved Breaking Bad. Oh. I loved You're Breaking Bad. You're a Breaking Bad guy? That's my guy right Bre Breaking there. Breaking Bad was fucking phenomenal. So you ready for this? The acting. Oh, so so now it's crazy because you crazy. could maybe relate to this. So yeah. I was doing acting and I'm on the train going right. into the city and at that time... I would put download, I bought the series, and I downloaded on my iPod that was this big. <laughs> and I watched the whole series of Breaking like Bad. Yeah, the whole series of Breaking Bad on my iPod to and from New York City. Right. Going on auditions, going right. on acting school, whatever it may be. Right. Watched the whole thing on it. Fast forward now, Red never saw the show. We're watching it right now, we're on season two. I don't remember anything. Right. Yeah. Tuco. I forgot Tuco. all about Tuco. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about Tuco. Heisenberg. That character. Heisenberg. I right. forgot all about these guys. Oh, yeah. So Red is is knee deep yeah. into it. And I realized how great the show really, yeah. really is. Yeah. Breaking Bad. Phenomenal. Great show. 
I really liked Game of Thrones, like the first couple of seasons, and then it kind of. I mean, I like the White Walkers, but. Fell uh, off for you. It fell off. That's how I feel about Sopranos. Game yeah. of Thrones, I my favorite I've, of so, all time. So here's my here's my take on Sopranos. I so I have a hard time watching a series where the main character is like a killer and a bad guy and a just an evil dude. Like I get it. He loves his family, but he's fucking killing people. He's the he's the head of like a terrible empire, and I could like where's the good guy in That's this? Breaking Bad. I know, but it... He's the head of an I, empire. I he's know. He's killing people. I know. He loves his family. I know. That's it's crazy. inconsistent. I get it. Look at Eric. Out of, out of, out of no, the bleachers. No, he's completely right. Out of the bleacher seats telling you what is... Smacking right. me down. It's smacking it's me already down. It's already gave me a 7.9 on my song. He did, yeah, though. Right. So he's I'm allowed. Gonna, I, I'll give Evens. him whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. 7.9 is a good score for you. <laughs> I know. Because it really wasn't. I'm never singing again. <laughs> so, no, you could... A lot better than me. Forget it. Mine's a negative four. Let's hear you sing a song. No, I don't even know how to do it. I can't even. I don't even know songs. I am the worst. I'm tone deaf. I think I really am because mm. I sing the songs mm-hmm. in the shower. Sounds great. I come out and Red's like, "Don't ever sing that again. <laughs> don't ever do that again." But I'm not trying to say that I could sing. You said right. you could sing, so that's I, different. I said I can carry a tune. You can. Okay. Okay. I can well, carry a tune. Up for debate. All right. <laughs> so now you say Breaking Bad. What else? Anything else that you really could recommend? Because we're trying. We're we're struggling here. So, so you okay. can see how bad I'm struggling. Is I'm rewatching okay. something I've already watched. You got anything else that you like? So recently we started watching Seinfeld again. I watched that. I like Clockwork, and it's fantastic. I'll tell you this though. Curb your enthusiasm is better than okay. Seinfeld. Okay. I watched Curb Your, Enthusi- Curb Your Enthusiasm, and that and Larry David was annoying the shit out of oh, me. Oh, you're out of your mind. I'm telling you, he was you annoying watch Curb? me. No, I'm a Seinfeld guy. Oh, you got to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. See, and that's what I've heard. If you're a Seinfeld guy, you're going to love it. You have to give it a little bit. Ha- it is. He's the creator. I know. I know. Oh, he's Seinfeld. I get it. I get it. He's like the guy. But the first time, I was like... I don't get. I don't know. I got to tell you another thing too. What ruined it for me? I never, you know, something about Seinfeld that ruined it. Yeah, was seeing George, what's his name, uh, Jason Alexander, yeah. in real life, right? And how he is. I think he's a douchebag, right? And it ruined the whole Seinfeld thing for me because I said, "Wow, like Seinfeld is really Seinfeld, right? Exactly. How Seinfeld is there is how Seinfeld is there. Same thing a little bit with Kramer, a little bit." <laughs> Can you believe what he did at the, I, I, at the stand-up? Unbelievable. Can you believe? I, he, he shot himself in the, in the I was going to say the foot, but. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. You know, so just real quick. Comedy then, yep. say 20 years ago, and now comics that what they're dealing with now. Gene, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. Right? Can't say anything. Everybody's you can't scared. Say that was the sacred place that if I want to knock a white person or it, a black person. You could do person, anything you anything, want. You could, it's like Teflon. Right. You could you could talk about cancer. You could talk about the Holocaust. You could talk about racism. You could talk about whatever you want. Yes. Not anymore. Not anymore. Now you're going to get slapped. It's horrible. It's it's changed it's, everything. So I think that society, the pendulum is swinging, and I think it's going to swing back. You do. I just don't know if I'm going to be alive when it gets to the yeah, other side again. I don't think, you know? Do you think you'll be alive to see an alien? I hope so. You think so? I think, you hope so? I don't know. Is that something, like, what would be... I don't care about aliens. I don't care about any of that. What, before yeah. you yeah. go, before yeah. you're you're on your bed. Yeah. First of all, I got two questions. Can okay. I ask somebody else this? Okay. I want to know your thing. Okay. What song's playing on your deathbed that you want to hear for <sighs> one more time? One last time before whatever that higher power is that you've been thinking about is going to come and, and, and take you away. 
I want to hear the very first Boston album. Just put that on, or Pink Floyd, the uh, uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Put that on, um, and I'm good. And that's good. And that's you're good, good for I'm you. Good. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, real rock or Pink Floyd. Let me ask you, just yeah. for the people that are following you, because you got your law practice, right? Can you pull up his website real quick? Let's just pull that up so people can. It's callkaufman.com. Is it kaufman.com? Callkaufman.com. Call. Kaufman. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, because there's a Kaufman in I don't know where. There's a lot of David. Kaufman yeah, exactly. is a very yeah. popular. Yeah, it's like bougie Smith. rich name. Oh, exactly. Oh, it is as oh, bougie Jew as oh, you get. Hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so, oh, excuse me. Oh, sorry. So, so again, your website, yeah. Yeah. right? And what what's the area of pra- you know, law that you're practicing Personal right now? Personal injury. Personal injury. Just injury cases. Only injury cases. Only injury. Only. I saw that on your website. First of all, I love Only. the new website. Thank you. I, I think Thank you did you. a fantastic. Whoever did Thank it did you. a fantastic job. Yeah, and Jeff I saw Stein. that he- Jeff Stein. Really, Jeff yeah. Stein did I know. from BNI. Well, wasn't really him, but yeah. 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 So tell me though, yeah. you took out criminal. No more criminal. It used to be on your website. It used to be. Now it's gone. Yeah. So now you're not doing. It's just personal injury. That's it. And what about social media? If people want to follow you or they want to get in touch with you, how would they be able to do that? You can call me on the phone, six three one seven six one sixty four hundred. You can email me at. David at callcalfman.com. What about your Instagram? I saw that you're very active on that. We pulled that up. It's a. Uh, I think it's something with an underscore. We'll put it up for you. We'll, yeah, just message me. We'll on put Instagram. that on the YouTube thing when oh, we yeah. do it. Yeah. And um, well, I, I just want to yeah. say thank you for coming on. I had a great time. Thank you for having me. Like this. You on. just you just tell me when you want me to come back. Yeah, I'll sing I'll another tune. I want to. Be- I want to. I want. I'll, I'll prepare a song. You prepare. I'll I juggle. Want a, I want a little more practice. Maybe instead of giving you the bourbon, <laughs> yeah, a little the, tea with honey. The bourbon did it. The bourbon. No, fuck the bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> so again, David Kaufman, truly appreciate it. Again, if you get a chance, uh, our show is on YouTube. <sighs> You could follow us there. Please share the show. We're on Rumble. The show is streaming on every device, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, you name it. And David, hey. Joseph. Thank you. I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you asking me. Yeah, come on I anytime. Love com- I love coming on this show. Yeah. Now that I've done it, yeah. I really want to come back. Yeah, it's addicting. It's the a- whole mic and headphones is-, is addicting. Come on, this is great. Yeah. All right, well, with that being said, we're, we're out. out. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Hey, this is Crazy Robin. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show.